Welcome to Patriots Nation UK, brought to you by me, your host, Matt Inkstar. Hey, how's it going guys, and welcome to another episode of Patriots Nation UK. I am your host, Matt Inkster. You can find me on Twitter, at Matt Inkster. My co-host, as ever, is Nick Fife on Twitter, at the underscore panic. How's it going, Nick? Yeah, I'm good. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Been busy, busy at work, have you? Uh, yeah, uh, busy week again, but uh, at least the Patriots won comfortably, so makes everything a little bit easier. Well, exactly. Um I've not really been up to that much. I've just been packing. You'll find out um, in relation to the other podcast coming out this week about the Jets game that I am off to Mexico. I cannot wait. It's been a, it's a family holiday, a long time coming. Um, so things might be a little bit different coming up over the next couple of weeks until I get back, but we'll play it by year and see how it goes. So... Uh, on this episode today, we have the Dolphins review. Uh, absolute massacre that was in South Beach. But first, I just wanted to touch on some news that's been happening around the NFL. Um, more specifically, the quarterback situation, because it's two of the biggest teams in the league, two of the biggest contenders and rivals to the Super Bowl um, going into the season. That is obviously... Big Ben Roethlisberger and Drew Brees injuries. And um, what have you made about them, Nick? From from what you've saw and what you've read? Oh, I thought you were going to speak about Eli Manning. No. Oh, yeah, a bit breaking news <laughs> in the last few hours. Daniel Jones, the new team here in the New York Giants. Oh dear. Jeez. Yeah. Um. I I don't really know what to make of them. To be honest with you. Um. Obviously, Roethlisberger's missed games from time to time, I think. Um, Breeze really has never been hurt, so it's... I guess it's never something you're really expecting for like quarterbacks to get hurt, especially those style of quarterbacks that are standing in the pocket and, and throw the ball times. So it's always a bit of a shock when they do get injured. In, in Drew Breeze's case, it's a complete freak injury as well. It's, hit uh, Aaron Donald's hand and he's out for however long it's, it's obviously going to impact them for the Saints I guess that's why they're paying Teddy Bridgewater however much it is it's, it's like good money for a backup quarterback they, they want somebody that is able to at least keep them relevant while Brees is there the Steelers I'm not I'm not so sure about yeah it was um in regard to Breeze, I think I read or heard something that was like he's only missed about three or four games, period. And they've pretty much been you know, 17 when they've been resting him going into the playoffs or, you know, that sort of thing. He's never actually really been injured as such until now. And it, it was a bit of a freak injury. And, and for how, like, if that happened to us day to day, we'd probably just go, oh, my thumb let's get on with it but he's away seeing a hand specialist and now he's getting surgery on it like if you turned up at your gp there's no way the nhs would pay for thumb surgery (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I think if it involved your job, they would probably look at something. So I'm not just gonna like. But <laughs> if you're uh, rocking to uh, pri- private healthcare, I think they <laughs> I think you get a bit more in depth than if you just rocked up and it was like, oh, yeah, I hurt my hand. Yeah, this is true. Well, just don't <laughs> stave your fingers. That's <laughs> uh, a future joke. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and Big Ben, I think his time had pretty much come anyway, as far as I can tell, really. Um, they are or were a contender for this year. Honestly, I never haven't really seen the game from the weekend. From what I've heard, Mason Rudolph played quite well, and it seems that they're going with him, even though I've seen in the last few hours that um, a representative or someone who's in the know close to Colin Kaepernick has been trying to suggest he's been phoning up GMs and owners of such a, a team that require a quarterback, saying, I'm fit, I'm ready to go. And the, as, the problem with Colin Kaepernick is that he's just not very good. He well, used to be, it. but yeah. not anymore. The he, last he, time he played, he was awful. He's living off a, a Super Bowl from, what, seven years ago now, I think it was? Yeah, with an absolute <laughs> legit defence. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think they got him to the Super Bowl more than anything, probably. He, he was electric for that year. But certainly the last time he played, he wasn't. He wasn't the Colin Kaepernick that took over from Alex Smith that that year. Alex Smith got injured and caught, sort of caught lightning in a bottle for Harbaugh. He's and this is years further down the line again. So what what's going to give teams faith that he could replicate that? I, I don't know. I can kind, of, kind see, of over the whole Kaepernick thing. I can kind of see his point, but yeah, he's not really relevant anymore. He's not league relevant. You can. Like uh, uh, spit spitballs at, at Gardner you or whatever you want, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, there are quarterbacks that still in the league that are, are are terrible as well. So from that point of view, I can see it. But yeah, I'm... he's not going to yeah, come in yeah. and make a bad team good. Put it that way. No, not that the Steelers well, are bad. Just yeah. And before we go further down a black hole than we might have already started, well pull the rope and get ourselves back out of there so <laughs> yeah <laughs> the the Steelers they're being touted around the 8-8 eight and eight mark I think now um, which is probably not going to be enough to make the playoffs um, the Ravens and Browns now become the relevant teams in that division really because the Bengals are so mundane and in the NFC South I don't think anyone wants to win in that division do they really <laughs> Um, the Browns I'm still not sure about one win over the Jets they they looked a bit better than they were the week before obviously they were pretty terrible that in week one I think they have still a lot to show before you can start to seriously consider them as contenders for the, even the division Um the Bengals, I actually thought they looked pretty good week one. Kind of regressed a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Ravens still look good, so I would certainly make them favourites to start with. Yeah, well, I'm fingers crossed for the Browns because they were on my coupon from the start of the season. So <laughs> they bumped my All legitimate reasons but... to be cheering for teams. Yeah, exactly. 
a bit of money here or there never goes amiss. Even last night it was a a one dollar DraftKings special I put on. It was, um, but it was with the potential of winning five grand. So I fell terribly short. Uh, (laughs) um, But the last couple of weeks in DraftKings, I've I've came back, came out with my my money at least. I think. This week was five dollar win, and the week before I think it was a five dollar win of a three dollar um, fantasy. So that's not bad. I'll take it. It's better. Please gamble losing. responsibly. Yeah, exactly. Gambleaware.co.uk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and moving swiftly on, I think we should jump into the Dolphins game and let's review it and see what your thoughts were. Uh, my initial thoughts: I was wrong. <laughs> The Dolphins are way worse than I gave them credit for. We were both terribly wrong. That wasn't that bad. I was like 45-9. Like two points away. If Kaskaski didn't suck, I'd have been bang on. And Okay, I so I gave them more credit than you did. I think, <laughs> uh, after we'd spoken and recorded, um, I put out a, an article on PatriotsNationUK.com that I think I had them at. I think I've, I can't remember off the top of my head without looking at it, but I think I'd somewhere around 38-17. I, I don't know why I gave them as much credit Still as getting Still hardly a, a glowing recommendation for the Dolphins, is it? It's, uh... No, but my, my basis on that was that we would be long out of sight by that, by, you know, going into the fourth quarter. We might ease off a, a little bit and, um, you know, give them one or two garbage time touchdowns. But... Bill being Bill and harping on all last week about playing for 60 minutes and Brady being Brady, they did not want to give them an inch to run a mile. Um, I, th- I think they might have got a couple of... If, if the Dolphins had actually been on the board, like maybe kicked a couple of field goals, I, I think they, they probably had a decent chance of getting a garbage time touchdown. But because the shot was achievable... They were going all out to ensure that happened. Called timeout again with like ten seconds left. Yeah, they never, um, never got a, a shutout against the the Dolphins. I think down in my in Miami at least. Anyway, they never managed a shutout before. So to come away with one now kind of gets that record out of the way, I guess. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I just think they're such. Well, they're pretty rare. So when you have the chance for them, you you, you try and take take it every time so that's probably why there was no garbage time touchdowns um yeah and that and the fact that the dolphins were terrible that probably didn't help and something else i wanted to touch on with you as well was this whole running up the score thing for me it's it's never an issue you go for it it's you know that's what it's that score is there regardless whether you know you try and run it up or not i'm not I'm an advocate of it. You play till the end, pretty much. You know, you, it's not your fault if a defence is terrible or whatever. I just wondered what your thoughts were on it. I think it's quite an American thing. It it doesn't seem to be... I, I, I don't know the words. It's It doesn't seem to be something people are concer- overly concerned with in... Britain at least I can say that as somebody who sports Aberdeen has seen 
Celtic thump us numerous times where I'm thinking, oh, at least this running up the score thing was was a thing over here. Maybe get away with a five instead of a nine. Um, but yeah, it's I, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. You, you play till the end. Is there an opportunity to put backups in, possibly? Um, I think I heard uh, Tom Brady on WEI from yesterday morning basically saying it's so early in the season they're still trying to work out things so mm-hmm. po- possibly if this happens week 14-15 if the game's happening then there's probably more of a chance that they put Stidham in and they don't actively try to score but I guess they're still trying to sort of fine-tune the offence and such and, and two of those scores are also pick sixes like, you can't really account for those no, exactly, and if you look at last week as well, um, the Ravens put in RG3, and he still managed about 160 yards and a touchdown, so there you go. Yeah, but, so yeah, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Uh, I'm sure it's a lot harder to take when it's not your team that are, <laughs> are doing the scoring, but... So, as, as somebody who, yeah. did, who grew up with that not being a thing, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. No, it doesn't bother me either. So looking at the actual game itself, um, pretty much opened up with what seven seven minute ten play drive to for Michelle to punch in the first touchdown. Um, then you know it went back and forth for a while before Brown made it thirteen zero with about one twenty nine left in the second quarter. They were looking relatively okay apart from their yardage was absolutely shocking but then in the second half uh, what happened happened really what what was your thoughts as the first half progressed I thought it was a score that did not reflect the game I think if you look at the the Dolphins drives from like first three quarters I, I don't have it to hand so I'll, it's a bit of an exaggeration, but it goes three and out, punt, three and out, three and out, punt, interception, punt, three and out, something along those lines. They were awful. They had nothing going. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's like the Patriots kept seem to be making like mistakes on offense that gave the Dolphins back, the ball back. There was two or three drop catches. Um, yeah, but there was just never... Never one of them from the other side that threatened. No, Seth, I remember after watching it, I um, turned over Sky Sports um, with Neil Reynolds talking to the guys from around the NFL, and even him, as we all know, is a big Dolphins fan, and he just absolutely tore them to pieces as PC as possible on live national telly because it was it was you were right enough. It was something like punt, 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 interception, yeah. punt punt, pick six, pick six, punt, interception, game end. Even even in the second half when they did finally get some sort of movement, when Rosen came in, he was making some passes. Receivers kept dropping the ball like wide open. Like The Collins, yeah. the Jamie Collins pick six. The guy tried to catch the ball like four times and then Collins just snagged <laughs> yeah. it like there was nothing. Like How hard do you want oh. to make it? I love the celebration at the end. Touchdown, <laughs> sideline <laughs> referee. <laughs> it was good, but 
Yeah, it was. I mean, that was one thing actually. I was going to say, yeah, last week I predicted Rosen would start. You predicted Fitzmagic, although it's maybe not a term you should use for him anymore. Um, so you got that one right. <laughs> I'll he give you that was, one. Uh, he now has the illustrious title of uh, being beaten by the Patriots for every other team in the AFC East. Yeah, that's not really a uh, there's not there, There's probably not many people that can say that. It's... Although there's probably not many that's been on all other three teams, I guess. Yeah, but ultimate journeyman, that guy. Yeah, he's, I mean... Went to Harvard, don't you know? That's exactly what I was about to say. You just took words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was about to say. He's. Not I don't, I'm not sure the they guy. mentioned it this game actually. They did. Oh, okay. So I'm just, I'm, maybe it's like being mentioned so many times, it's like zoned out of my brain. It just doesn't Oops. acknowledge that it's ever spoken. Yeah. No, I'm sure they did mention it. Um, as one of those things of, how can be so bad? He went to Harvard. He's not stupid. <laughs> It's like, well, you uh, went to the Dolphins, so you must be stupid. Although, to be fair, when he walked in the building, he probably didn't know what was about to come after. It's funny to bring that up. I wonder if Flores knew before he took the job. This is something I've been thinking, and I can't get my head around whether I think he did or didn't. Because if, like, he has to be untouchable this season. There is no way they can do anything with him. First of all, yeah. he's a first-year coach, so it's pretty difficult to get sacked in the like after one or within your first season. Unless Even next party. year, like they have nothing. They've got a million first-round picks. That's true, but it's still going to take time for some of them to come in, unless they absolutely nail every one of them. It's. That team needs a lot of work. Hmm. Oh, here's another stat from yesterday. Um, or from Sunday, sorry. It was the oldest team in the league playing the youngest team in the league. <laughs> it's, it kind of just goes to show that they don't have an awful lot, which is... I, I expected Fitzpatrick to start last week, but they really have nothing like... It's got to come to the point you just have to play Rosen and see if he has anything about him. Is he someone you can build your team around for the coming years? Well, surely that would, be the, uh, that would be the option because then, you know, there's Tank for Tua and all these kind of catchphrases going around. But Rosen isn't bad. And Rosen was a good prospect coming out of college last year. Yeah, I think that's what I mentioned last year. Are they worried that Rosen might win them a game? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, if if you're worried that even Fitzpatrick winning your game, you might as well go and you know put Eric Rowe at quarterback or something. (laughs) You know, that that might be better there than he was at cornerback. Well, he had a bit of a he did not have a good game. No, he had a couple of ding dongs with Brown in us, which was um, quite funny. Yeah, uh, f- from a Patriots point of view, uh, although they scored forty-three, yeah, yeah, thirteen of those came off defensive scores. I thought they left a lot of points on the on the field as well. Like Brady missed Brown for a touchdown, 
garden and it didn't really seem to click this game. There was a lot of a lot of balls to him that just didn't quite seem right. I think it's kind of the first time that we've seen that for a while. I know he hasn't played for a while, but they seem to have a bit of a connection last year, but Sunday, it just didn't quite seem right. Um, obviously, Dorset was like the opposite. Every time they tried to throw at him recently, it's it's a completion. Made one mm-hmm. ridiculous catch on third and 17. Yeah. Um, but but there's still there's still plays that, that that could be made that'll extend these drives and lead to to more points. Then they missed two kicks and a field goal. Mm. So there's another five points straight away. Well, before I get to that, I was going to ask you as well um, about Dorset, who's I think it's 23 mm. for 23 catches now, and it was mentioned. Um, I don't know if you might have listened to it or not, but. One Patriots Place podcast with uh, Martha and Steve, they mentioned it today. I think it was maybe even their guest that they had on that said that, you know, Dorset is pretty much the new Amendola. You know, you can stick him in in these third and 17 plays and he might not actually do that much during the game, but he's very, very reliable. You can stick him in the third and 11, a third and 17. Uh, you know, second and eight, and you'll pick up those yardage, and you'll come. You might come away at the end of the game with only fifty-five yards, but they're fifty-five important yards. Um, I kind of disagree. I think, I think he has his spots where he can come up. Amendola was cl- absolutely clutch. Like numerous times, he bailed bailed them out, especially when Edelman was missing. He, he was the one. It was third down. Everyone knew it was going to Amendola. But mm-hmm. no one could really do anything about it. I think if a team decided yeah, we're just going to cover Dorset, I think Brady would be looking elsewhere within about 0.2 seconds. Uh, I think fair enough. Yeah. I think he's a good 3 slash 4. Mm-hmm. He's not one or a two, for for me. He, no, he has I, he has skills, but yeah, he's definitely a. It just seems he's a got a complementary. So yeah, uh, especially with what we've got just now with Edelman, Gordon, Brown. You know, he's at least fourth in that list, but he just seems to have this chemistry with Brady that seems to be undeniable at the moment that he can come yeah. in and just get these catches to you know marches down the field towards another touchdown so I mean he's proven he's worth for me he was someone going into a training camp and stuff I didn't even know if he would make the roster but I think a lot of people maybe thought that he was on the bubble of it and he's proved them all wrong and he's still there and still playing well but another theory was that you know he could probably be gone next year and Brady's helping them get a payday somewhere else because he's looking absolute like <laughs> dynamite for them. <laughs> Possibly, but I, I also wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to stick around with Brady. Like he's been to the Colts and it didn't go well. So mm. I also think some teams would be scared off of him. Like you can't pay him like a one because he's not gonna. No. He, he he hasn't produced when he was in that role, so 
why do you think he would suddenly do it now? Maybe he would, but yeah, I just I wouldn't be surprised to see him want to to stick around and because he's gonna make decent money. It's not gonna be no, exactly OBJ money or anything like that or Julio Jones, but you make a decent living out of it. Yeah, <laughs> for what you were saying earlier about the the points left on the board with the the field the missed field goals and missed PATs. Do you put that down to the conditions in Miami with it being hot and sweaty and maybe the ball is different to what you'd be used to at home or is this something you know, is Goskowski possibly looking at his final year in Foxborough and we could be looking at a new kicker for next year? Um, neither. <laughs> I, th- I think it was just an off game. Yeah. I think what he probably needs is to bang a 52-yarder like in a game that kind of means nothing, but it mm-hmm. shows he can do it. And then the shorter ones become easy. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think it's either of the the theories that I just posted. I think my theory yeah. is that it's actually down to Jake Bailey's fault because at least one of them I saw that he was almost laces in rather than laces out. And I just thought, oh, and then it did. He missed it. It went all over the place. So I think what they're, from what I'm aware is, they're going to be working on that quite a lot this week, is getting Bailey holding and holding well. And then that should correct a lot of what went wrong at the weekend. Yeah, it was always going to be a change uh, with Ryan Allen uh, no longer being the holder, but. It, it, Maybe whistling past the graveyard a bit. It's hard to care when it's a 43-point game. Yeah. If, if that's the worst thing you're taking out of the game, I think it went pretty well. Uh, I guess for, we've got to nitpick, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, these are the things what, you know, we do the podcast for, I guess, is to come on and nitpick and maybe spot things that, Others might have not, although in the day and age of Twitter and things, you can scroll for hours and <laughs> everyone knows everything. everything. But yeah, yeah. Or, or so they think, at least anyway, I guess. Yeah, um, my, uh, sorry, when you go. No, no, carry on. It, it was just going to bring up my concern going forward. I think they are one injury away from me having to play left tackle. <laughs> yeah, that was um, something they are else. very thin. Just in the last twenty minutes, I've just seen that Isaiah Wynn's been placed on IR. Oh, has he? So, so oh, that's breaking news, folks. That's uh, Isaiah at, at least at least eight weeks. He'll be on IR. See, the the last I heard this afternoon was that they were week by week and taking it as they come, but. Oh well. Yeah. I guess I guess he was supposed to have an MRI today, and presumably they found ligament damage. It's the only reason I can think. Um, so that's Newhouse left tackle, Cunningham at right, unless Can is going to be back. I guess Can should be back because he was a game time decision. And they've just they signed someone today as well, didn't they? Um, yeah, but it's. This is not 
unless Cannon goes to left tackle, I guess. I wonder if they might put Tooney out there, but then again, you don't want to be upset. You've got to move. You've got to move two. You've got to move two positions. Then it's yeah, exactly. Caleb Benenoch—that's the one I was thinking of. They might have been more comfortable putting Tooney out there if Andrews was playing centre still. Yeah, that's true. Karras playing centre. Do you really want to? No, you want Tooney one side and Mason the other. Exactly. Have that middle as. We know about teams try to get to Brady, they always try and get up the middle. So if you've got those exactly, three, then you can kind of deal with the tackle positions. And that was um, what I was going to touch on as well with you. As I know they're new, but we gave up quite a few penalties due to false starts, and they basically all came down to Cunningham or um, Newhouse as well. Yeah, I, th- I think. Um... But as I say, they're, on, they're still learning. Yeah, yesterday said they had 11 practices combined before the game. Yeah. So I'm sure it's just a getting used to it, familiarity type of thing. So I mean, to sure. do it against Miami is better than not, you know, it's better than against Kansas or Baltimore or someone that's um, learned these things now against the shit teams and then see how we get on against that. <laughs> Sorry, they get another chan- choice there, chance this week. Yeah, exactly. Another week closer to getting perfection. Yeah, I, so uh, that, that's a, a Isaiah Wing being an IR. It's a bit of a downer, to be honest. It's yeah, especially after last year. Wasn't well. healthy all of last season. Sort of played well week one, and you thought, okay, at least he's shown he could play because it was still a question. You, you didn't know if he was going to come in and just be. So, as good as everyone hoped he would be, but he 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 showed some promise there, and then for that to be taken away after a week is kind of a it, it sucks. Yeah, it's a bit of a bummer, really. Um, but I don't want to end on that note. So, give me a takeaway or two or three, if, if you can, from this one. Positive, please, Nick. I'll preface this with I know he fumbled, but I actually I thought Sonny Michelle ran the ball pretty well. He's I don't think the offensive line did a great job of opening up holes, but I thought he took advantage of what was there. Um Burkhead ran the ball as well, so at least they're they're running the ball there. Um and then another positive is kinda I know the second half didn't go quite as well as the first half, but Brady and Brown they completed some passes. There yeah. was some form of chemistry there, so I would expect that to keep developing as long as Brown stays in the team for whatever. We'll leave that alone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if if you if you can have Brown, Gordon, Edelman, White, Gronk when he comes back, haha. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Once he's cured his CT. Yeah, um, it's. I don't think you're gonna find many receiver cores better than that. Brown's the best receiver in the league, in my opinion. So to add him to what was pretty good already, it's yeah, it's very positive going forward. Yeah, I I would concur that um, 
Brown is the best receiver in the league, in my opinion. He has been one of my favourite non-Patriots players to watch when the Patriots aren't playing. I'll happily watch the Steelers um, because he was playing and to see him get some chemistry, get some catches, yeah, it was only a couple of out routes or a couple of slants, you know, but that's all it was required. He was playing in the slot to to get that chemistry going and the one, um, one of the catches he got, you know, they were playing zone coverage and they were very soft and it was easy just to run yep, 10 I think yards. It was the first, the first catch. Turn. I think it was for his first play. Yeah, exactly. Um, the I think it was his, well, it was his first catch that was thrown to him. The the first play he did, he ran, but they went the opposite way. But yeah, no, he was, I wouldn't say brilliant because that's a bit of a stretch, but he was good for the first half at least and and yeah, for some, only being there a week, it was promising. Yeah, exactly. So, I think unless you've got anything else to add, I think we'll we'll wrap it up there, Nick. Unless you've got anything, just very quickly, defense is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, we've not even touched on that. Yeah, we haven't at all. But they just I think we will. have so much depth. Um. Yeah, seven sacks, like the same amount of quarterback hits. It was. I don't even think that's a strong part of their their game as a unit. So they seem to have a bit of everything going just now. Yeah, I think we'll get into that in our in our Jets preview episode that'll come yep. up, be coming up later in the week. Um, because we're going to be up against another non QB, it seems. So um, we'll leave it there. Um, bit of housekeeping before we go is remember to rate, review and subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your dog, tell your mother, tell your wife. Um, download, listen, rate, review and subscribe. Um, written work can be found at patriotsnationuk.com. I am Matt Inkster. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Inkster. Co-host Nick, you can find him at the underscore panic. And... I think we'll leave it there and we'll catch up with you later in the week for the Jets preview episode. So until then, folks, do your job as there are no days off.